You take an ancient dinosaur god and some toxic waste. You get a monster who stomps around and tries to eat your face. You take some kaiju media, some assholes and a mic. You get a podcast that'll make you rethink your whole life. So come watch Godzilla with Podzilla, king of the casters with NBN Brandon and Jasper, who's a dog. So yeah, the Brothers Karamazov was a really interesting look at morality from different viewpoints of Russian society at the time. Uh, the three brothers each representing a different sector between Ivan, the academic, Dmitri, the soldier, and Alexei, the religious man, uh, who, even though the second part, the sec sequel book was never published because Dostoevsky died, would have gone on to become a socialist and joined the socialist revolution in Russia. So what's the best thing you read this year, Brandon? Yo, let me tell you about some giant naked people. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, welcome to Podzilla, King of the Casters. I'm your host, N.B. Nightingale. I'm your other host, Brandon. Uh, producer Jasper is playing with a weeble that dispenses food. Uh, You'll hear him shake. It wobbles, but does not fall down. Brandon is wrangling producer Jasper right now. Don't worry, he's a dog. He is a dog. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, so this is the uh, first episode of our upcoming, ongoing Attack on Titan series in which we will be watching the entire show and reviewing chunks of episodes. Uh, if you haven't watched, if you like to watch along, uh, now would be the time to say this is gonna be very spoilery. Uh, so if you haven't seen the first eight episodes of Attack on Titan, you saw it in the episode description. You're hearing it here. <laughs> you should go and uh, you should go and watch those uh, if you care about spoilers or Attack on Titan. Uh, because we're, we're gonna spoil all of it, uh, starting relatively soon, because Aaron, uh, Jaeger's a, a titan. <laughs> uh, but... That he is! Yeah, so, uh, this is gonna be a... So, how the series is gonna work, folks, is that we're gonna alternate between Attack on Titan in preparation for its final episodes, because it is probably the most popular kaiju media currently out, and it's final batch of episodes will be coming out in early 2022 yep should be sometime in january they haven't set a date yet but with how the structure is we're going to line up pretty much exactly to when that's coming out yeah so that'll be exciting so we're alternating between episodes on attack on titan and usual godzilla material uh so yeah we're gonna be talking in depth about the first eight episodes of season one of Attack on Titan, a show that I'm kind of ambivalent about, but it's pretty wild, and Brandon loves it. <laughs> yes, I do. So we're coming in from the perspective of Nolan has her gotten just a few things from like cultural, you know, symbiosis, <laughs> cultural absorbing of certain factors about you know they're they're giant naked people and they're hungry and they people. don't have dicks. And no dongs. They should have dicks. No dongs. Dicks would make it better. 
But um, so Nolan's coming from the perspective, so he is just starting the series. What if they used one of those grappling hooks and they just went right through a dick? That'd be the cinematic experience <laughs> writes itself there. Uh, so Nolan's coming from this as a first-time watcher of this kind of thing. He he is not aware of pretty much any anything. Anything. So like. Besides what's in this first eight episodes. Exactly. So he's going in he's going in blind. I am from the very opposite perspective. I've seen the entire show. And I've read the manga to the conclusion. So I know where this train is going. <laughs> and it's gonna be a wild fucking ride. And I just want Aaron to stop being a punk ass little bitch. <laughs> Yes. But I don't think he ever will. <laughs> just, just a punk-ass bitch. Yes, yeah, so I can overall say that the premise of Attack on Titan, before we get into the breakdowns of the episodes, is that Attack on Titan is a world where humanity cowers behind giant walls because there are giant, like, giants. Like, they look like people. They're big, naked people with no dicks. Or genital. Pretty much all of them look like dudes. Most of them. There are women. There's It's rare. But there is like one or two bouncing around. But their whole thing is they're giant pe- people and they want to eat you. And it specifically stated that Titans do not need to eat for food. They're called Titans. They yeah. just like it, I guess. There are a lot of mysteries surrounding the Titans. For example... They don't know how the Titans reproduce uh, as of yet. Uh, my leading theory is cloaca. No, they're not. They don't lay eggs. <laughs> Maybe it's a, a live birth cloaca. Uh, they still mosh the, the little little yes. patch together. So, yes. Yeah, so the, the premise. So they're hiding behind these giant walls and there are three walls um, that surround them in like kind of layers like an onion. There's wall... I remember this wall Maria Maria Rose, Rose and Cena. Yeah. Yeah, so those are the big three walls. So the basic thing is that humanity is hiding beneath walls cuz Titans are trying to eat them. As far as everybody knows, anybody who's in the walls is all who's left of humanity. That's it. The Titans have everything else. So it's a pretty small area. Like as far as anyone knows? No, like, it's, like that's it. As far what? as... I'm reading your face. <laughs> I, I'm... Remember, I'm much better at poker than you are. Yeah. I'm reading your face. You, yeah. you just gave the whole game away. <laughs> you just gave yeah. it away. Well, the thing is, in this type of show, did you... Like... Obviously, it's not going to be just the walls the entire show. I mean, that might not be obvious. <laughs> that Like, things are going to happen in the show relating to that. But basically, for the past 100 years, everybody is in these walls. And the Titans are wanting to eat them. So humanity has developed methods of... Weaponry specifically to fight Titans. They they have like these big old cannons. They shoot at Titans. They have uh, ODM gear, which is like their special kind of equipment to allow them to shoot like 
shoot wires into buildings and slide around, guided by like air to like push them through. Gorgeous animation stuff. So they specifically have developed to fight titans in the in the. Uh, they said they appeared a hundred years ago. Yeah. So a hundred years ago. That's it. Like so the titans appeared, and they all had to run behind the walls, and they're all that's left. All right, so I've got a little question for you. What's up? Is there anything to, you know, the fame? Since my understanding is a lot of the uh, Japanese, the general characters are based on Japanese generals from World War Two. Mm. Is there anything to the famous, you know, uh, quote from the Pearl Harbor guy? Uh, I fear I have awoken a sleeping giant. From World War Two, yeah. Is there anything there in this fantasy world in which it appears only the Axis powers are around? So, folks, no one thinks, no one has a theory that in, in the world of Attack on Titan, pretty much everybody is German or like except, European descent, except for Mikasa, like a small who line is, of people who is Japanese. Well, I'll say there's a small line of people that are not of that ethnicity, but it's rare. Like most of them are like blonde or brown or like blonde, brown or black hair, but the black hair part's rare. The environment is interesting because keep in mind, they've never seen things like they're just in the walls. Like they have never seen things like what an ocean is, what like a, like a massive rainforest. Like they're just kind of stuck in an environment that's like like Germany or France or Europe. Like they're stuck there. The technology reminds me of like late eighteen hundred stuff. Oh uh, yeah, the technology is very like later hosen. Yeah, like well, no one's wear. Well, like, they should wear later hosen. This Aaron <laughs> Yeager would be tolerable if they really accentuated his youth by putting him in a pair of later hosen the entire time. <laughs> So the technology is around 1800s-ish, and, you know, they don't have cars. They use horses for every, for moving around fast. They have, like, the most advanced thing they have is, like, the ODM gear to, like, fly around. And they kill titans with, like, swords to, like, cut the nape of the titan's neck. They say that a titan... The worst thing about a titan is that not only is it, is it a big, pissed-off hunk of meat that wants to eat you... Like, if you cut an arm off of it, it'll just grow back. See, I think the worst part about Titans is the hypocrisy. <laughs> <laughs> you got him. So, so that that is the groundworks for this world so far. As is introduced in episode one. It's like, nobody really knows how any of this came about, but for the last hundred years, which is, you know, about like the old, like past the oldest person who would have been there back then. To knowledge, this is just how it's been the last hundred years. Titans showed up. Humanity had to make these massive walls to keep the Titans out. And there is... I still think there's something to the fact that all we know... All we could, that's currently confirmed to exist are Germans and Japanese people. <laughs> there's something there. Dangerous stuff happens when those two get together. There's not many of them. Like, well, the one time those two got together, something really bad happened. But... 
I feel like, so I will say audience that you can, you know, you can also listen to this as a, if you're rewatching the podcast and I will say that you will know that when I say this, if you're a rereader, it's like <laughs> that I'm trying to hold my tongue here about certain things that we discuss. Well, the Titans are American. That's American. That was FDR's final plan. <laughs> yeah. Or, or even worse, it's gonna show that the real, the Axis is real problem mm. was letting the Italians in. <laughs> All the tight, the second that they conquered <laughs> the world, the Italians <laughs> took over, turning huge and dickless. Yes. <laughs> So that's the overall premise of this world. It's like there's a lot of mysteries, but um, the country is even shaped like a titan-sized boot. Yeah, titans are eating people. People don't want to be eaten by titans, so they hide behind walls. The three divisions of the military are the Survey Corps, where their Survey Corps, where their whole thing is going outside the walls trying to establish things. There's the Garrison, whose whole thing is like defending the walls and like maintaining the walls and all that. They have symbols of, like, roses. And the third is the military police, where they're, like... They're just, like, basically the cops of the, the whole place. Boo! <laughs> Boo! Oh, you have no Based idea. Based Titans! <laughs> Wait till season three. <laughs> but the... Defund Aaron Yeager! <laughs> so that, um... So their whole thing is maintaining, you know, trying to, like, keep order and Actually, stuff. They're the only guys who carry guns, if you notice. Yeah. I'm like, up the ante, actually. Abolish Aaron Yeager. Murder the punk-ass 15-year-old. <laughs> All right. So, um, those are three cores. That's about the basics of the Attack on Titan world about stuff. So, don't get eaten by Titans. You gotta cut the Titan. The only way to kill a Titan is cut it in the nape. And there's divisions of military and everyone's hiding. So, Nolan, what are your thoughts about this series when now that we're at the start of episode nine? So, I'd originally want to do a segment for these episodes uh, that was voted down uh, called <laughs> Aaron Yeager is a Punk-Ass Bitch, uh, in which I would regale you all with tales of all the ways that I thought Aaron Yeager was acting like a punk-ass bitch these episodes. And, you know, I won't do that because I was voted down. But also, he's a punk-ass bitch. He's got to be the most annoying protagonist for a show I've ever had to deal with. He's my poop-poop for this series. <laughs> He's my least favorite character, and I do not enjoy watching him. Mm. Show's good, like it's. I would not have, I would not have guessed this show would become. If I were watching like as it were coming out, I would not have guessed this show would become the cultural phenomenon that it is. Mm. I do not understand how such a rampant huge fan base came out of it mm. like i'm not i don't like hate watching it but i don't understand how people are so passionate about it a uh, potato girl is awesome though uh, i <laughs> i wish she were the protagonist i wish i could just 
watch Potato Girl. Uh, do cool potato adventures. So that's an interesting take to have because I, when I've so I said I'm rewatching this series, but I didn't just like binge all seasons, you know, one to all the way being up to date. Mm-hmm. I watched, um, I caught up to date like about a year ago, where, and then I think you know, season four, episode part one came out a little less than a year ago at this point, but. I watched that when that was first coming out. So my whole thing with it is that I watched season one all in one fucking go. It was like the first show I really binged. I was like 14 around there. And then I waited and waited and waited. And like season two took three years to come out. It was crazy. Because the manga just hadn't had enough chapters. Yeah, I remember. It came out midway. When we were midway through high school... And I very distinctly remember it, like, not watching it, but knowing people I was friends with, or at least knew, who were into the show, like, had backpacks with the wings on it and everything, uh, who were very excited in the spring when the new season came out. Meanwhile, I was just like, guys, season three of Fargo is out. Why don't you watch Fargo with me? <laughs> yeah, so the, the thing with the... What, why I bring up that I saw season one, just kind of read the manga up to when that was up to date, when Attack on Titan season one had first come out, and then just kind of stopped. Like I, like, I liked the series, but I didn't really care when season two came out. And then season three... And then, like, really only before, a little before season four that I actually, like, watch it again, like, start watching again. Yeah. Um, so keep in mind, when I started watching the show again, I started right at season two. So the reason I bring this up is I do think season one is good. I think it's good. It's a, it's a good show. I think it gets a lot better season two and onwards. Okay. I think your reaction was a is about it's about what I feel like I would have it if I saw this for the first time but because I know of the heights this is going to get to I'm like I appreciate some other things about it okay but like I know where it's going and that's kind of why but I feel like if it wasn't a vacuum I'd be like okay this is good but I'm not like you know oh fuck <laughs> but oh just you wait but um it's going to reach those heights in later seasons Season one's good, but I feel like season one is the weakest season because at the same time, it's also like it has to do so much groundwork. It's like it has to establish all these characters, all these themes, ideas, everything. So then season two and three and onward actually like capitalizes on that. Wait, but but Brandon, Hmm. I thought themes were for eighth grade book reports. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they are oh my goodness why why would your movie mean anything just have blue explosion versus red explosion you dummy but um eight episodes in i was i'm like okay the first two episodes of the show isn't very fucking good like to introduce someone to like get them hooked on the show this is a great way to fucking do it Especially for someone who's a little younger, like me, circa like fucking 15, 16 around there. But like, it's establishing things that pay off later. So that's overall, like I'm not like, oh, everything about this is perfect. But 
I know where it's I know where it's leading to, and I'm like, okay, I'm ready. Let's do it. All right. So with that established, should we go into the plot? Yes, because there's a good amount of plot in eight episodes of the show. All right. We can start with I'm gonna I'm gonna get the episode names because some of them really matter. Okay, so that guy's name is Hans. Hannes. Okay. Yeah, the bad mustache dude. Yeah. It's a very bad mustache. It looks <laughs> bad. Was Attack on, did Attack on Titan came out the same year as Rick and Morty? If I think Rick and Morty was the next year. Rick and Morty was 2014, wasn't it? I thought they were both our sophomore year of high school. Maybe one was the beginning, one was the end. But like, I can't look up Attack, Attack on Titan. Titan. I no, will don't. look up Rick and Morty. Though. I've banned Nolan from looking up anything Attack on Titan related because there's so many spoilers. But, um... Yeah, Attack on Titan came out, like, mid to, you know, within, like, the middle of 2013. And I'm pretty sure Rick and Morty was 2013. Oh, same year. Okay. I then. knew it. I knew yeah, it. Yeah, so you're right. I then. remember both of them from Miss <laughs> Sherry's class. <laughs> That's a fun time. I don't remember what class. It was it, like, it was... biology? I, I think so. We did a thing where we... I th- where we were supposedly taking DNA strands out of strawberry, but the more I look back on it, I think <laughs> we just separated the pulp from the strawberries. <laughs> I think that's all that we did. Sick. I think Miss Sherry didn't know what she was talking about. <laughs> well, that's that's high school science for you sometimes. Yeah. But uh, I don't think you could physically see what DNA looks like. This is the strawberry. With the naked eye. <laughs> I DNA's don't really think that's small. a thing. DNA's really small. But anyways. Um, that is uh, Brandon's scientific opinion right there. Uh, hotly contested, but uh, DNA is really small. <laughs> Hot take. <laughs> So anyways, um, episode one of Attack on Titan is called To You in 2000 Years, The Fall of Shiganshina Part 1. So, yeah, so in this episode, uh, as a first-time watcher, I'll describe the plots. Yes. Uh, so, <laughs> in this episode, well, it starts with a, a flash-forward to the end of the scene of the episode, but then we go back to, like, Aaron Yeager has a dream. Yeah. He, that black children and white children can play together. The Titans and, and humans. That normal sized children and giant children can play together. In harmony and not fear of being eaten. But, um. Uh, yeah, so Aaron. Aaron Yeager, has a dream, and oh boy, I. I don't know about any of that symbolism in the in the dream. The yeah, Aaron Yeager dreams. Then he and Mikasa uh, are scrounging about for some stuff. And firewood. Firewood, yeah. And they go through the gates. They're given a bit of a hard time from the from the uh, local captain of the guard. Yeah, the garrison. Garrison. Hans. Hannes. Yeah, Hannes. Uh, who's got a horrible mustache. He's also, like, really drunk, like, all the time. He is very drunk all the time. Because, like, things have been good. Like, you mind, Titans have not broken through the walls in, a, they say, a hundred years. Like, they've never done it. Yeah, and... So, like, it's kind of just, you know, eh, we're just hanging out, you know, nothing's gonna happen. 
And instantly, instantly Aaron Yeager is just being a little punk to, to Hannes. Because he's like, you're drunk on duty! Like a little snitch. And, <laughs> then, and he's like, what about when the Titans attack? The Titans haven't attacked in a hundred years. You want to live caged like an animal? And Hannes just yells back at him. And then that concludes, and they go, and Aaron and Mikasa, his adopted sister, go home. Mm. You don't like that I phrased it as adopted sister, <laughs> given the weird romantic tension that they have. Yeah. While home, they we meet Aaron's mom, who's ni- a nice lady. Oh, wait, on the way home, they do see Armin, uh, who's... A little blonde boy. A little blonde religious boy. Who, yeah. Um, the Japanese is voiced by a woman. Yeah. But yeah, so Armin's like preaching the gospel and he gets the shit kicked out of him. <laughs> well, it's like based. <laughs> and then. And uh, Aaron, uh, who's got the worst case of small dog syndrome I've ever seen. Runs up to the bullies, and they run off, and he thinks he did it. He scared him off when they were really scared of Mikasa behind him. I think it's Mikasa. But then I can't say Mikasa is Sukasa. <laughs> ah, babe. That's the thing about subs, is that I, on- I really only take the names in as written, not as oralized to us. Hmm. Uh, but yeah, so we did watch the show subbed, by the way. The yeah. the dub is fine, but like you know, we're we're a sub we're a subtitle family in this house. You had you had a title <laughs> in there because you didn't want the joke that I would have made. I was preemptively avoiding it. <laughs> so, but yeah, so they're like, "Hey, Armin," and Armin's like, "Hey," and that's really all the all there is to the scene. Yeah, just hanging out and just being like, hey, what's up? But yeah, then they go home and we meet the mother and the father, who's an important doctor, looks like my friend Steven. And that's <laughs> weirding me out. Long black hair, big spectacles. Grisha, Grisha Jaeger. Yeah. Uh, and Mikasa uh, breaks it to the family that Aaron wants to join the scouts so he wants to go into the military and fight titans and the mom is very upset about that the dad's like we'll talk about this when i get home from my very important doctor work thing don't worry john when i get back we'll talk about your mother (laughs) aaron's dad Lee was on an important, like, medicine trip thing and says, Hey, Aaron, just to let you know, when I get back, I will tell you about what I'm doing in the basement. And he shows a key around his neck. But then he's out. He's gone. Yeah, so then Aaron and uh, Mikasa are just chilling in town post-fight when all of a sudden, ball, ball. Bow, bow. The colossal titan raises its head over the wall. Everyone's looking in fear. This is the scene that started the show off. Uh, and so most of the titans, as we discussed, are just 
big dudes? Like, by big, we mean about, like, 15, like, like, 3 to 15 meters. So that's, like, like... Say it in American. That's, like, <laughs> like 12 to 50 feet-ish. Yeah. The smallest ones are at Okja size. But, yeah, but the Colossal Titan is fucking... Massive. Yeah, we're talking, like... 60 meters. So that's, like... Over a hundred feet tall. Yeah, and he doesn't have skin. It's all skeleton. Or it's all muscle. I mean, all muscle. Yeah. Could you imagine a giant skeleton? Yeah, that'll never happen. Oh, you... <laughs> yeah, you... Fuck. <laughs> but, uh, so, yeah, so... Uh, and the Colossal Titan just kicks a hole into the, uh, into the wall... That normal sized titans start just fucking piling through and going around eating people. Yeah. And so eventually Aaron sees his house get demolished and he runs to it and he sees his mom caught under the rubble and she's like, Aaron, go on without me. And he's like, no, we can't. And he and Mikasa are trying to pull her out. And then... Hannes shows up. And yeah. he's here to help. He shows up. He's here to help. And at first, she's the mom's pleading with him to be like, Hannes, take my children to safety. And Aaron's like, go kill the oh, Titan. You want to know a horrific detail? Yeah, sure. Remember she says, my legs are broken. You can't get me out. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Keep mind that in a few lines. But yeah. So, yeah, so she says that, and then all hope is lost. And then Hans shows up. Yeah. Hannes. He shows up, and then he... Hannes shows up, and he takes Aaron's side, and is like, I'm going to go kill that approaching Titan. Save your mother. Yeah, and he, the Titan approaching is like, it's got creepy, like, almost, like not a natural looking smile, like an, a Joker smile. Yeah. Where it's like it, the muscles have atrophied into the position. It's uh, fucking spooky. Because on top of that, like, the, by the community, this has been nicknamed the Smiling Titan. Yeah. It's really fucking spooky. I'm going to call him Larry, though. Larry? Larry. Like, I've already got the uh, the nickname for a, for a Titan we're going to talk about in a bit. Mm. But yeah, for now, that guy's Larry. Larry the Titan. <laughs> but yeah, so... Living like Larry. <laughs> but yeah, uh, so Hannes is about to... is charging towards Larry to give him the what for. But then Hannes becomes very scared. Yeah, it's a spooky shot. It's yeah. like suddenly everything else turns dark and it's just like illuminated by like red light is this fucking demon. Yeah, so Hannes gets scared and he's like, Ghost. And he goes, we're getting out of here. And he and grabs he runs around, and Aaron. Yeah. And the mom thanks him. And while Aaron's over his back, he watches as Larry plucks his mother from the uh, from the rubble, fucking snaps her, her back. Yeah. And then chomps down on her, blood splattering everywhere. That's the end of episode one. Yeah. It is 
a crazy way to conclude the chapter and one of the uh the episode yeah and one thing i want to bring up is that she says my legs are broken you know you gotta get out of here mm-hmm. when <laughs> when larry's holding her you can see her legs flailing Oh, like, I don't it, think your legs were broken. I think she broken just Broken legs can still move, bro. No, but, like, they were moving a lot bit faster than usual. And I was, like, thinking that she could have just said that to, like, get them away. Yeah. But, um... Oh, Larry. There's one, there's one thing you forgot in episode one, in that okay. when the Survey Corps come back... Because oh, okay. Aaron's like, I want to be a Survey Corps member! They're so awesome! And then... And their job is, like, going out beyond the walls and trying to see if they can expand, right? Yeah. Like, trying to establish outposts, try to solve what the fuck is going on, like, Mm -hmm. just try to figure out the origins of the Titans, figure all that stuff out. So, like, you immediately see Aaron be like, oh, the the survey core is so great and awesome. And, like, pretty much immediately cuts to, like, seeing the survey core come back from a failed mission. Yeah. Where, like, half of them are, like, in carts and dead and dying. And then, like, the and then a mother comes out. She's like, where's my son? And then all they bring back for her is his arm. Yeah. And the worst part is that they said, like, we, we like, and she's like, did he at least die with, like, dignity? And, like, did he, you know, did his death mean something? And they were like, no. Like, he, yeah. nothing. Like, we haven't learned anything. And it's the first appearance of what will soon be what's come to be. A really great character. One of my favorites. Who? Erwin. Commander Erwin. Oh, the one that everyone's thirsty for. <laughs> that's Levi. Levi's the one that's thirsty the, for? The black-haired short king? That's Levi. Okay. Uh, Le- Ar- Erwin is like the big, bushy, eyebrow, blonde guy. Okay. He'll come into prominence like, I'm pretty sure it's... Oh my goodness, he's some of the fucking best moments. I... But yeah, season two. Looking really at the back happens. of your DVD, I saw that there's a na- uh, an episode named after him. So. so that's episode one. So that's that's the episode called "To You in Two Thousand Years." So, episode two time, which woo! episode two is pretty it's much an exposition that, episode. Well, episode episode two is like, it's called "That Day: The Fall of Shigenshima Part 2. Well, there's more. So episode two starts with them trying to get off the fucking place. So like, keep in mind, with how the walls are constructed, imagine like, you have the rings, you have the three rings for the three walls, Mm -hmm. and then each wall has like four little, like half rings for cities. And right now Shigenshima is one of the outer rings, like half rings, like little bubbles, from Walmaria. So... The outer wall of that bubble has been breached and the Titans are coming in, but the wall itself for the rest of of Walmaria is okay. So they're trying to get the fuck out of there. Like, there's, like, excavation, like, you know, evacuation teams. Things are going crazy. People are getting, like, chomped up. They're trying to get everybody through the gate before they close it. Yeah. Because their goal right now is trying to close off the Titans so they can't get into the rest of that wall. Yeah. Uh, so before we go in depth, I do think we should go on a slight commercial break just because we are a long way into the episode. Yeah, so before we start episode two, um, we're going to take a commercial break. Hey, and, uh, uh, Man, that's a that's like good commercial of Norm MacDonald being you know Colonel Sanders. You know what makes me feel better? A great lunch, like this $5 fill-up from KFC. This popcorn chicken is made from one piece of chicken, not like those nuggets that come in funny shapes. 
Are you Colonel Sanders? Yeah. I mean, no. I'm just a normal college student. It's finger licking good. And we are back. Uh, that Norm always gave me a belly laugh. Oh, now I'm sad. <laughs> so, uh, the episode two, anyway, so keep going into that. So they're like, we need to evacuate the whole city. And we need to close the city off so the Titans can't get into, into Walmaria. Yeah, so they're trying to close the gate. And it's like, people have like cannons right outside the gate and they're and shooting at titans and it's really fucking sick the animation quality is so good in the show like gorgeous so they're shooting the titans they're like Whoa, the titans are like lunging forward but like maybe they'll make it maybe they'll make it we get a big thick boy the armored, in. big thick titan covered with body armor like it like looks bone like bone armor. plate yeah yeah Covered with bone armor. The armored titan. And he's running real fast. Like, titans have dumb runs. I'll just say it. You, they, like, flail a lot. They kind of just move like zombies a lot of the time. Yeah. But the armored titan is like an Olympic runner. And he's just going right for it. He's running right at the cannons. And they're shooting at him. And the cannonballs are, like, bouncing off. And he fucking plows through Walmaria. Uh, it's so it's the ah uh, it's such a good scene because like they're like close the gate and like the gate is like and this brick wall is like slowly being lowered and they get it but it doesn't matter. Yeah, he smashes through it anyways. Yeah. And as is happening, you follow like Aaron, Mikasa, and Armin on a boat as like the boat is like heading towards the you know interior yeah. of the walls. Like, closer to the center. Yes. And you see, like, the boats are packed with people. And, like, people are, like... And they're, like, we have to leave. We have to go. We're at capacity. But, um... Yeah, boats are at capacity. They're sliding People away. are, like, jumping on to try and hang on to the sides. Some are falling off. Some are clinging. Uh, and... But, yeah. Walmaria has been lost. Walmaria has been... It's so they have to retreat even further. Into Wall Rose, the second wall. Yeah. And then we get a lot of fast forwarding Which, in the story. It's a lot of exposition to get us to where we need to be for the next arc. Uh, yes. So one of the important Shingashima things. has fallen. All of Wall Rose is now compromised. Or Wall Maria. Wall Maria. Yeah, too. the outermost layer. So like... Yeah. Because the breach is happening, they have to, like, let everybody in Wall Maria know what's happening because they all have to, like, get into Wall Rose. Yeah. So, you know, they're already worried about food supply when before this happened. Yeah. So now they're like, oh, shit. So there's this little scene where we get a cut. I think this is in episode two. You get, like, a little cut, a little scene of the key. <laughs> oh, the yeah. End. We get, like, a, a, a brief scene of... The father with the key, and he's rushing home like, I hope Aaron and my wife are okay. As far as I've gotten in, we haven't seen him since. And there's a lot of years that go by between that yeah. moment. And he's running, and he's like, I hope they're okay. Yeah. And then there's like flat, like really fast cuts of Aaron like screaming and him being yeah. like, this is for your own good and yeah. stuff. And then like you see like a needle for a second. 
yeah. then like cut and mm-hmm. Aaron has the key now around his neck. If you notice that. Oh, huh, I did not notice that. Like now whatever the fuck happened, now Aaron has the key. Yeah. So like and he can't remember anything about that. Yeah. So that happened and then bada bing. So that was episode 2. Oh, we also get like the knowledge that there was a military effort to reclaim Wall Maria, but where they sent out a third of the population with just spears and shit, and they they did not succeed. All but like a couple thousand died. Yeah, it was clearly just a. No, it was even. Like, it was like five hundred people out of two hundred and fifty thousand. Yeah, like survived. It was a suicide mission. Yeah, like they just did it to um. Mm-hmm. To really just call the population so they had enough food for everybody else. Yeah, but... Like, it's... That, that is one of the moments where I honestly would have liked to see a bit more focus. Yeah. Because, like, that's a that's a big thing. Mm-hmm. To have, like, a third of the people run out and, like... Like, what does that even look like? I mean, I do get it just because it's... That'd be a whole arc where Eren, Mikasa, or Arwen, Ar, Armin are not really involved. Yeah, uh, but I'm, I'm just surprised it was, like, two shots. Yeah. That's it. It's like, geez, that is a big thing. Like, like you think people would have, like, fucking, like, PTSD and stuff from that whole thing. But, yeah, so at the end of the episode, uh, Aaron convinces Armin to join the, uh, to join the tra- military training with him. And Mikasa tags along because... She's pretty sure Aaron would die without her, and I mean, she's gonna tag We'll get along. to that later. We'll <laughs> get to that. So that's how in epi- episode two ends with like a flash forward, and they're like older now. <laughs> they're like adults, yeah. or like not adults, but like they're later, they're teens now. Yeah. And then cut episode two, and now episode three and four are. One Wait, so what's episode two's name again? Okay, episode two is called That Day. Yeah. All which right. makes sense. Yep. Now, episode three, what's its name? A Dim Light Amid Despair. Humanity's Comeback Part One. So, yeah, this is... The next arc, which is just two episodes, is entirely military training. Uh, So it's, it's a drill sergeant arc. Uh, yeah, but, you get introduced to a lot of the main cast for the rest of the... You get introduced to a lot of the main cast for, like, this part of the series, or yeah. the show. Where it's, like, it introduces, like, their fellow uh, scout, like, you know, cad- the fellow military cadets. Including the show's best character, <laughs> Potato Girl! She has a great intro scene. Yeah, so during the... So they've got like a hard ass drill sergeant. He's like soldiers who are aren't standing at attention. He's like fucking headbutting them to the ground. Then it pans over to after like hearing a crunch to her. She's just munching on like a full potato, and he's just like he doesn't know how to process it. <laughs> like he goes over, she like doesn't see what's wrong with it. <laughs> and offers him a piece of potato. Yeah, he just looks at her and he's like, what are you doing? He's like, oh, she's like, oh, eating a potato, sir. And he's like, why are you doing that? She's like, are you asking me why people eat potatoes? Yeah. 
And he, he punishes her by making her run 500 laps and taking away meal privileges for five days. But the funniest part, though, was um was when he's like, well, what are you going to do? And he's like, well, you can have half. And he, she breaks the potato in half and gives him half. Yeah. <laughs> the best part is it's not even half. It is like, it's like a, a slice of it's potato. A, it's no way close yeah. to a half. So, yeah, so we get introduced to... Let me go through the character lines here. Okay, so we have Marco, who is a he has black hair and freckles. Mm-hmm. He's one of the kids that's joining. We have Reiner, who's like a like a big like you know he's a, I think he's probably like the thickest shoulders of any character so far. Yeah. Like he's more. No one said that most of them are twinks, and Reiner is a distraction from the twinks. Yes. So yeah, Brandon claimed <laughs> that there was no fan service whatsoever. No. Because they didn't have any big bouncy boobs anywhere. <laughs> and I was like, dude, entire cast are twinks. <laughs> <laughs> so we get intru- so we got Reiner, who's like uh he's got blonde hair, big like harsh expression on him, and he's like a big dude, and he is he's like kind of like a big brother kind of type to the rest of the cast yeah. in a way. Yeah. But he's not like a like a main character. Yeah. So he's there, um let me think. Okay. Connie yeah. Yeah, Connie is like a big ball is a is a short king. He's a he's a bald kid. We get Thomas who's a snack. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> we get Thomas, he got big bushy eyebrow uh big uh he's blonde. Yeah. Side uh side you know. Got good sideburns. Sideburns, yes. And then Just, we have like I'm saying, a snack, a real yeah. snack. So we have uh Annie who's blonde, who's a blonde girl. Yeah. With like a large like she yeah, you got Annie. We got, obviously, Mikasa. Annie looks like every girl I had a crush on for the first half of of college (laughs) who was then very mean to me. Damn. (laughs) (laughs) What if, like, throughout the story, it's like, this lines up. What's going on here? (laughs) They watched the show. Shit. So you got uh, Annie. uh, So she's like a, like, yeah, kind of like an aloof girl. Blonde girl. We have Bertolt, who, he's just, he's like a... He's like a tall dude. He's like he's like a black hair. Yeah. He's bird tall. He's really quiet. He only has like a like I think like two lines so far. But you know, then he's we've there got too. a bunch of cannon fodder. <laughs> yeah, then we got like some cannon fodder. <laughs> we got Krista, who isn't introduced in the usual military thing. She shows up a little later, but she's Krista. She's like a short blonde girl. So are her and are we supposed to take that her and Sasha, aka Potato Girl? Felt weird calling her Sasha. Uh, <laughs> are they like lesbians like well they seem into each other well you mistook uh a character called yamir for sasha she's a different girl they have the same haircut and i it's guess a little day y- yamir has enough. freckles i guess yeah well the, the thing yeah. with the yamir is like she gets more screen time later and it's like it becomes more prominent that like how different they look but like i think that's like her first time you ever see her talk and she's not even introduced as a name yet, so that makes yeah. sense. But okay. big, there's a big cast of characters. Oh, and Gene, who's kind of like Aaron's rival. He's got like yeah. little like grayish brown hair. Yeah, he's like a big boisterous type. And he's the natural leader of a group. Yeah, and then so that happens, and then um. So Aaron, that's the cast is for this being, training art. Aaron's being a little bitch about the fact that he can't uh, he can't work the 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 zip line waist thingy 
the the yeah the maneuvering gear like he yeah. can't like balance himself like he keeps getting smacked down like he can't balance him right and then he like trains all night and he gets it finally before falling over after quick succession he's like scared that he's a failure before the drill sergeant points out hey your your gear was broken that's weird i'm not i'm not sure how they didn't catch that and it's heavily implied that gene did something to it that's the thing is um I don't know if they I ever got follow up on that but it I feels like the implication was clearly that Gene because he and Aaron are rivals fucked with his gear cuz like Gene has a a scene earlier in after his introduction where he's like where he's looking at Aaron all like pissed like and seems like he's about like scheming and yeah, I don't know if they're gonna follow that thread up or if it's just the implication is enough. But yeah, he had faulty gear, but he was still able to to maneuver up on top. So our little Mary Sue punk ass little bitch boy is even more special. <laughs> oh, is this how people feel about Ray? Like I never got the <laughs> Ray thing, but like I hate Aaron Yeager so much because he gets everything handed to him. Oh, he, he gets some, he gets a lot of things handed to him later, yeah. but um, <laughs> literally, but um, what happens? Uh, so the training arc, you know, it happens. There's like a lot of character development, a lot of character interactions. Yeah. Like it's it's fun stuff. I would honestly think that one of the weaknesses of season one is that some of the character relationships weren't established too good in season one. <laughs> like you'll see that in season two. They had to cut back sometimes to what happened in the training because they forgot, like, they didn't include it in season one or the first part, the first time through, and it's kind of important for some of it. Well, flashbacks are kind of a big part of the series overall anyways. Yeah, sometimes like, several flashbacks to stuff we saw in show <laughs> over and over and over again. Yeah, so it's like, that'll be in... You'll see when, I think it's season two, really, is when that happens. But, like, they didn't establish certain things the first time through, so they're like, shit, we gotta, like, go back. Yeah. Which I would have preferred to see all of that in season one. But, anyway, so the training arc happens, and Aaron is like, yeah, I actually am pretty good at this. Cool. And, like, that happens, and they did it. They're going, yeah, they graduated, and the top ten get to be the military police. And there's an interesting little thing they mention about like it seems that the better you are at killing titans the further they put you away from them yeah and that really makes we're in we're in episode four right now by the way yeah uh, what's the name of episode four episode four is episode three and four just kind of blend together in my mind they do because uh the night of the closing ceremony humanity's comeback part two and there's a little fun scene where Reiner and Annie spar and Annie just kicks Reiner's ass. <laughs> yeah. And then kicks Aaron's ass. It's great. Um, yeah, and so... Happens. Yeah, at this point, it has been five years since episode one. Yes. Because a lot of time goes by during training. Uh, yeah. I lost the, what, where yeah. we were in the episode. Well, I was about to say, as a, as a side thing, they sort of have, like, a little breakdown of the characters' personalities. And like I said, like, you know, oh, uh, you know, like, Connie's hot-headed. He's, like, a little short king dude. Like, a little short bald kid. And, like, they bring up that Mikasa is, like, the best fighter in the whole thing. Yeah. She's really good at fighting. 
Uh, Armin is not good at fight at uh, you know killing titans, but he's good at strategy and stuff. Yeah. And then they said that Aaron is like nothing really special. Yeah. Aaron's <laughs> not special, but he's got hot kid. <laughs> the understanding on Aaron is Aaron is good. Aaron's but Aaron's real thing lies in the fact that he puts a lot of effort in and he has more passion than anyone else in the program. It's not that he's more talented than anyone. Yeah, he just has to work, like, four times as hard. Yeah. Because he doesn't ever really have inner, like, like, talent and stuff. But he does rank as number five in the program. Yes. And, by the way, one of the important things, way back in, like, the fur like, the end of, like, the first episode, Aaron was like, I'm going to kill all the Titans. I'm, like, because he's pissed that his mother just got, like, eaten by one. He's like, I'm going to kill all of the fucking Titans. Like, I'm going to destroy every, like, the, all the Titans. Yeah. And so then, with episode, and then, so he, but yeah, he makes the cut for the military police. Uh, but he doesn't take it. Yeah, he doesn't take it because he wants to be up on the front line. And he gives an impassioned speech where pretty much everyone who made the cut decides they also don't want to be military police. They want to be up in the action. Mm. Uh, well, I mean, not, like, everyone on the list. Everyone on the list who had speaking lines. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that happens, and we're yeah, we're now in episode four. And they graduate, yeah. and it's like, yay, it's super triumphant. Mm-hmm. And then the... And then, the end, it, yeah, they're all chilling at the top of Wall Rose. When, Sasha just stole some meat. Yeah, she did. <laughs> In, Sasha gets in a lot of food-based hijinks. Yes, which you stole meat, which is, like, basically, like, food gold because of how, you know, with how tight everyone is in Wall Rose. Mm-hmm. It's, like, meat, like, you know, pastures and beef and stuff is rare. Yeah. But, so, yeah, she, so, and Aaron's, like, chilling when behind him we see lightning flash, a giant cloud appear, and from it emerge... Colossal the colossal titan, titan is again. back and it's like it's like it's so jarring like because it's like it's a happy moment aaron's like i'm gonna t- you know we're gonna take back the walls like we're gonna do all this mm-hmm. and they're having a nice time and then just like directly behind him in the same shot yeah and there's just this second where all the characters are just looking at this thing like holy fuck and then the whole this is the uh in the trost district now yeah fucking whole wind like his foot just smashes through the gate massive hole all over again like five years ago yeah like and so the heroes are thrown off the wall they recover and they get back up there and that's the mm. end of episode four And then Aaron goes, it's been five years. I'm here to kill you and stuff. Yeah. He's like, I'm going to kill you, dude. And then. Yeah. That's the end of episode four. And then we have episode five. First battle, the struggle for trust, part one. All right. So ep- so first battle, episode five, is an interesting one. Because, mm. so it starts with Aaron trying to fulfill his promise to kill the Colossal Titan. He jumps after it. He's, like, maneuvering all good. He's running up its arm. He cuts the Colossal Titan's neck where it's supposed to kill him. And just steam fucking pours out of it. Tons and tons of steam. And it fills his eyes. And the Colossal Titan's gone. Just poof. 
disappears. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? Then everyone gets into their like. This is a very quick episode. For it feels very quick. It's very like high yeah. energy, but like like there's not much plot to talk about because it's mostly action. But yeah, but it's good action. Like, everyone gets Aaron in. fighting yeah. the colossal that first time. So fucking good. Yeah. Like it's just this. You could really feel the scale and weight of this creature. Yeah. Which Every, is like, yeah. oh my goodness. Everyone gets into like two or three units, I think it is. So three units of Aaron's going, Aaron's unit and Mikasa's unit. Uh, Mikasa's unit composed is composed of. So Aaron's unit is composed of him, Thomas, Arwen, Ar. Armin, I keep getting Arwen and Armin. <laughs> yeah, it's Armin. Uh, Armin, Thomas, and Aaron are in one unit with a bunch of randos, and uh, which and Thomas, yo. Yeah, I said Thomas. Good. And then, speak his name. <laughs> put, and then put respect pre- upon pretty Thomas. much every other important character is in Mikasa's unit. I Basically, wonder which yeah. one's gonna fare better. <laughs> but I like their chances. <laughs> uh, but and then uh, the only uh, then at the headquarters protecting that so they can keep distributing gas for the uh, jetpacks to uh, mm. to uh, people and because that's the important thing is they bring up here is that yeah. if you run you know they only have so much gas in the tanks yeah. if you run a gas you're fucked. Like, the and, Titans yeah. will get you. And the only name character we have there is Potato Girl. Sasha. Potato Girl, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, they, so, but yeah, so those are the three divisions of labor. Uh, two attack units, one defense unit. Uh, and so, we follow, we follow Aaron's unit. As they go and they charge for some Titans. And Thomas is going in. For the attack on one, for he he lands literally right in the mouth yeah. of a titan, an abnormal ends, titan. Yeah, we, oh yeah, it like jumps at him and he yeah. lands in its mouth and it slurps him down. No more Thomas. Like as everybody's watching it happen. Yeah, because like abnormal titans are, they just have weird. They're not move. They don't move like a normal titan. Like normal yeah. titans often just like. Like zombie walk and grab people and like don't have much energy or like movement yeah. to it. Abnormals are things like that one where they will fucking like jump into the air and spring in the air and like yeah. some of them are weird because like some of them don't care about people. Some of them do. Like they're a whole weird smorgasbord of things. Yeah. So, but yeah. So then all hell breaks loose as pretty much everyone is taken out of commission and killed off. Aaron, like, Aaron, like, jumps over a titan, gets his leg chomped off, fucking hurdles into a roof, and looks like he should be really fucking dead. Just because, <laughs> like, tiles are flying and blood's everywhere. Yeah. Uh, and, and Aaron hasn't killed a single titan before yeah. this. And Armin is just kind of frozen in fear as a titan that looks a lot like Karl Marx. Which <laughs> does raise the question... Who is styling the facial hair on these Titans? <laughs> if they can grow facial hair, which they can, who is shaving the clean-shaven ones? <laughs> and who is styling their hair? They don't have the intelligence to shave. <laughs> what the fuck just, is going you on? You imagine just at the bar? <laughs> the barber? Yeah. 
Take a titan a, barber. A, a, like, it's fucking, he sticks his massive head to the barber. A little off the top, please. <laughs> <laughs> but, but um, yeah, so, yeah, so this yeah. Karl Marx looking titan. Or Santa. It's Marx. Uh, <laughs> not even, like, chomping on Armin because he's got plot armor. Uh, just drops Armin into his mouth. Full, and full Armin's, thing. like, trying to hold on to the tongue as he's sliding down. And hearing his cries for help, Aaron musters his strength, one-legged. And has, yeah, and has a little flashback first, yeah. where he remembers Armin telling him about, we're going to go see, you know, I'm going to have you, and we're going to go see the sea. Yeah. Like, it's a massive amount of water, and there's salt. And he's like, oh, this, the merchants would grab all the salt. And he's like, there's too much of it. Nobody yeah. can grab that much salt. Yeah, so he jumps. Oh, as their kids. He jumps into... Uh, into Papa Marx's mouth and throws Armin out to safety, tries to get out himself as he's reaching out. He's like, Armin, Marx, go see the world for me. Marx closes his mouth, cutting off Aaron's hand. Aaron is swallowed by the Titan. Yeah. In his whole. dead. Aaron Yeager is dead. And his fucking and arm just goes flapping so next to Armin. This is a moment I want to dig into with you, uh, Brandon, because I want to know when you initially watched the show, as I said at the beginning of the episode, Aaron's not dead. Hmm. But, which you should know, because we told you either don't care about spoilers or, uh, <laughs> or you've already watched this. Uh, but, so... What was your initial reaction upon your first watch, if you can put yourself back in that mindset, to Aaron Yeager, the clear protagonist's uh, quote-unquote death five episodes into the show? Oh, my goodness. So, when I first saw this, this was 2013-ish. Yeah. This, this is like early 20. 2013 or 20 early 2014 one of those two you were like yeah does that mean a girl's the protagonist gross <laughs> i wasn't quite that i was like i've heard i heard that at the time i think you were telling me about game of thrones the show yeah and at the time you were like game of thrones like anybody can die like anybody can die like they'll just kill everybody off right yeah and like i feel like Why? game of thrones yeah. in the, the show and especially in the books like i feel like that's an overstated thing yeah. Not that many characters die, to be honest. Like, it's not like they don't die for no reason. But from, a, like, a 15-year-old's perspective, it's like, oh, my God, they can just kill anybody, right? Yeah. So that in mind, I genuinely had thought that, like, they would have to pivot on what was going to happen next. Because, hmm. like, we did not, you know, as later episodes would show, Aaron was a titan. Like, he, he you know, he, was a, he came out of a titan at the end, and it's like, that was not set up in the rules at all, of course, to, you know, yeah. really show that reveal. So, at the time, I was like, holy fuck, Aaron's dead. Because keep on, I binged the whole show, uh, the whole season, yeah. like, a day. So, yeah. like, I didn't have any time to, like, you know, look into anything else. I was like, yeah. holy fuck, Aaron's dead. <laughs> so, at the time, I thought it was true. I was like, they killed him off. Like, he, you know, he wasn't that good of a guy, and he dead. Poof. <laughs> oh. Yeah, so then it's interesting how many comparisons to Game of Thrones we can make with this 
at the time, a lot of people were comparing them. They were like, it's just like Game of Thrones. And, like, there's similarities some, but, like, it's, they're different. I feel like the only similarity is, like, a lot of, like, a lot of, you know, high-stakes serial storytelling where a lot of people can die. Yeah. And there's, like, themes and stuff. But it's, like, it's not that a lot of people can die. It's more, like, if you're in a situation where you're you would likely die, you're probably going to die yeah. is what it's like. It's like in the show, you'll very see that, like I said before, if you run out of gas and you're just in the middle of the woods, you're fucked. You're going to die. Yeah. Like same with, you know, a, game, a sh- series like Game of Thrones or A Song of Ice and Fire. Like if you're surrounded by whites, you're going to die. <laughs> like <laughs> Except for, you know, season seven and eight, but that's a whole other thing. But usually, you know, the stakes are well set. So you know what to like, you know, if they're in a bad situation, you're like, this is bad. Like, like they are not going, they're not going to pull any punches if they want to kill this character. Yeah. And so now moving on to episode six, which is called. Yeah. For, at the end of episode five, I think Mikasa's like, I just hope Aaron's okay. And no, that's looks... the end of episode six. Okay. That we're about to talk about. The world the girl saw. Yeah. The struggle for trust part two. So the world the girl saw is. It starts us with, like, inner, inner, uh, uh, country. Like, inside of the furthest wall with a, in a lord's house. Big lord. Uh, and, like, this general who has been part of the, the, he's the Rose Brigade, right? Which is the... Garrison. The Garrison Brigade. Uh... He's so he's playing chess with this slovenly lord, and when he gets the announcement that there's an attack going on Trosk, and he's like, "We gotta go right now," and the lord is like, "No, don't go. Those people probably don't matter." And he's like, "Fuck you." He's like, "You gotta defend me. What about me?" Yeah. And. Yeah, and the, the guy comes in, he's like, the Trost District has been breached. The, yeah. the Colossal Titan has returned. Yeah, and this general is like, fuck you, I'm gonna go, uh, I'm gonna go do it. And we don't see him yet. Uh, hmm. But yeah, so then we cut to Mikasa, who is doing just great work protecting people. Uh, oh, that's such a good scene when, like, the merchant's trying to push the wagon. Yeah, yeah, so, like, the gate. she's working on helping people kill titans that are going after the uh civilians fleeing and she threatens to kill a a, uh she threatens to kill a merchant who is trying to make get his goods through before people can get through then we go into a flashback with her which is the majority of the episode yeah Uh, showcasing how you know her and aaron met which was that mikasa's family was killed and she was kidnapped by sex slavers which was a tonal turn <laughs> yeah. in the show. Uh, like, it's gross. They're like, oh, we should have gotten the mother, too. Like, uh Yeah. When, but Aaron found her yeah, but the reason, as, like, a nine-year-old. Yeah, but, like, the one of the reasons they targeted her and her mom was because her mom, as far as they know, is, like, one of the only Japanese people yeah. in the whole place. So, you know, there's... It, it, fetishism of the exotic in there uh which is gross yeah uh, then uh but yeah so 
Aaron, his dad finds them with Aaron because his dad's going for a routine medical thing, inspection. And uh, then he's like, Aaron, go wait at the base of the mountain. And instead, Aaron, little punk-ass bitch, uh, who I guess saves her from sex labor, so a little less (laughs) punk-ass. Still a bitch, though. More punk than ass bitch. Uh, But uh, goes and finds where she's being kept and murders two men. With a knife. Who are bad men. But, like, he's a nine-year-old, and he's, like, a, he's he's not, like, scarred. He's, like, into it. He's, like, it did what he's I had to do. Like Creepy. He, like, at one point, it. he tapes a knife. He sticks a knife at the end of a broom handle. Yeah. And uses it like a spear. Like, it's violent. And, you know, at this point, I'm, like, huh. Weird to give us this much Aaron context <laughs> after he's been killed off. Yeah. And I start theorizing that Aaron's alive and that Aaron's a titan now. Uh, and Brandon is uh, just making fun of me. Like the gaslight <laughs> gatekeep girl boss he is. I have to. I can't just go... I can't just go... No, like, if no one has a passing thought that it's completely correct, I can go, yeah, you got it. <laughs> uh, i like, yeah, I think this person... I think this person... Uh, yeah... Think all this is happening. Yeah, you got it, hundred <laughs> <laughs> percent. But yeah, so Mikasa, uh, that so then another like the people who are gonna buy Mikasa off of the slavers uh, show up and are about to kill Aaron when Mikasa steps in and also gets stabby stabby stabs him right in the heart. Yeah, through the back, which is very hard to do. Then Mikasa gets adopted by the Jaeger family, and then we flash back to the to the, the present. Aaron wraps his scarf around her. Yeah. Then we cute. we flash back to the present, and Mikasa's like, "I will protect you, Aaron, no matter what." <laughs> hey, Armin, how's Aaron doing? <laughs> so that's the end of the episode, end of episode six, and. We might want to go on another break because we still got a lot to talk about. And yeah. An hour 14 in. All right. So I think this is going to break our record for longest episode, which makes sense. It's a lot of content, a lot of stuff to cover. Yeah. And so, we're going to, you know, we'll see you after you listen to this uh, KFC commercial with Reba McIntyre. Episode seven of uh, of Attack on Titan. Uh, 
is uh, called Small Blade, yes. the ba the Struggle for Trust, Part 3. Yeah, so it's called Small Blade, and in it, uh, Mikasa learns of Aaron's death, and then takes up his passion for fighting. Uh, and she go. This is another one where the action is so quick that it's really feels short. The episode. Mm. Uh, but yeah, so she takes up his passion and inspires everyone to also keep fighting instead of retreating. Uh, and that they need to go to the um, because the the center of the city has been invaded by Titans. Yeah, like the, it's surrounded. The HQ. Oh, shit's going down at the HQ right now. So it's fallen. Uh. Potato Girl escaped because uh, they were overrun and joined the fight with them. Uh, but other people are just hiding out in the HQ trying to survive. Uh, we see this great sequence where they're watching the Titans go by. And this guy's just nonchalantly packing a musket and then sticks the barrel in his mouth and shoots himself. And like, like, it's no words. It's just happening in the background of like this girl talking about what's going on outside. Yeah, it's fucking yeah. spooky. Yeah, and then they all start fighting. They're trying to make it to HQ, figure out what to do. Mikasa is going a little too ham, uh, killing Titans left and right. And she runs out of gas in her jetpack and falls. <laughs> I like how you call it a jetpack. <laughs> It is. It's a jetpack. I mean, it's kind of shooting it out like straight though, but like you know her her gear, like yeah. she's out of steam, and like she was like she was. You mind? They're all trying to go towards the center of the city, like the the big building, to get <laughs> air because like yeah. all of them are running out of literal steam. <laughs> yeah, and they need more to mount the wall to get out of the city, but they can't do that. Because they don't have enough steam to get up to the top. Oh, when they say gas, they mean literal gas, not like gasoline gas. Is yeah. That, I was taking that as like gasoline the entire time. No, oh, it's like, I think it's like a, it's like steam power. So those are just thing. like fucking air canisters then. Kind okay. of, in a way. All right, but yeah, so the jetpack, her jetpack fails, she falls <laughs> into an alley. She's about to be killed, and she accepts death before yeah, being like, no, I must keep the fight going for Aaron. And starts fighting back, but seems futile. Yeah, she's cutting, like, the giant titan is, like, his hand's going towards her, and he, like, she, like, cuts some of his fingers off, and they go flying, and then, like... They're back instantly. They're, like, already coming back. It's like, Jesus Christ. And then, like, she has, like, this short-haired, brown-haired, brown short, you know, short brown-haired titan, and he's going towards her. He's got a big belly. And then another titan comes in from the other side. Yes! Chet arrives! <laughs> Chet is awesome. Yeah, so Chet. like, oh my goodness, it's so good. Like right before, the Titans are closing in on her from both sides, right? She's like, yeah. I've accepted my fate, I'm going to die. And then all of a sudden, fucking Chet throws a fucking sucker punch at that other Titan. Yeah, and just it fucking brutally murders him. Uh, during that time, uh, Armin and... Who else show up? I think, you know, it's some of the usual gang. Connie, yeah. I think. Yeah, Armin and... Reiner. It's, uh, I, I feel like it's, it's another girl. I think it's... I think it's... I think Reiner, Annie, and Bertolt also show up. Yeah. For that. So a crew show up and bring her to safety. 
and as they walk, as they watch on, uh, after killing the other Titan, Chet goes right after a second Titan. Oh, and he knocks his head yeah, clean he off his body. Punches his head so hard that just oh, it's a gorgeous shot. Flying, smack like fucking suck. Fucking massive punch to the Titan's head. Yeah. The Titan's head goes flying off his body, spinning, and smacks into like a clock tower. Yeah. It's so good. And then like he's like fucking punting smaller ones. Yeah. Like he is doing more damage than any of the people could. Yeah. All while diverting their attention away. Chet is making a real good effort to kill every last Titan. Yeah, you could say that. Yeah. Uh, so then. Crazy fan theory. So Chet is Aaron. Aaron, that, guys, uh, that's what we're gonna, that's what we meant when at the beginning of the episode. Chet is Aaron. Uh, but, and we'll find that out, we'll explain how soon, but like, crazy fan theory. Since Aaron made a vow to kill all Titans, and he is a Titan, is, is the series gonna end with Aaron killing himself? Obviously, don't give anything away, but that's crazy fan theory. You got it, a hundred percent. Yeah, no. Um, uh, but yeah, so, so, uh, or is it gonna be like Arya's list where it just gets abandoned? I have no words. <laughs> that's fair. All right. So, so what happens? So yeah. So the Chet is mowing down Titans. As he's doing this, they're able to get to the center of the place. Oh, well, that's the next cool. episode. That is, I feel your heartbeat. Okay, so episode or, seven. I feel the beat of your heart. Yeah. <laughs> so I think episode seven, pretty much, and like the start of it is like, fucking Chet has killed the Titan, and it's like, and because no, episode like, eight is the beginning. It is the start with Chet killed the Titan. <laughs> No, it's the end of episode seven. Yeah, end cuts. of episode seven. But you yeah. said episode seven begins. Oh, sorry. So episode seven so. ends with Mik- Mikasa looking at this ripped Chet Titan who is just killing our Titan. She's like, what the hell? I've never heard of a Titan who's killed another Titan before. Mm-hmm. And she's like, this is good. You know, she's happy now. Like, things are starting to look good. Because, like, I noticed once Aaron died, the color scheme, it got rainy and everything got so muted in colors. Yeah. And then right before... Chet punches the Titan, suddenly the sun comes out. Yeah. It was a good color choice. But um that's where episode seven ends. And then we get to episode eight. I can hear his heartbeat. Yeah. And so episode eight is the team hatches a plan that like Chet can take out all the Titans that are currently taking over headquarters. They just need him the they just need to lead him there. So mm. they're leading him there by killing all other tit- all the Titans in their area. Yeah, so that, a nice path <laughs> to the place. Yeah, so that Chet will feel will seek out the Titans at headquarters. Because Chet and, does not care about any other that the people. Does not care. Yeah. So so they do that and Chet comes to headquarters and Chet and they get into headquarters, mm. and the right crew, as all their air comes out. Yeah, and Armin hatches a plan to get down to where the air is, while Chet's dealing with the uh, with the Titans outside. Because keep in mind, yeah. their air's fully gone, and the area where they could where they have to refuel. There's like some of the smaller Titans walking around. 
Yeah, so Armin's plan is to... Armin's plan is that they're going to use the muskets to... Even though it won't kill the titans to fire it in their face. Uh, they're going to bring... Lure all the titans in the uh, basement down... These are the real small ones. Uh, down to around the elevator. Fire to blind them and everyone else is going to... Sneak is gonna sneak behind them while they're blind and cut the uh, cut the nape of their necks mm. to kill them. And so without any gas, so that they're, they're jumping from the ceiling and they have one shot. Yeah, so they go for it and with co- with some complications, it works. Complications being that Potato Girl misses, uh, and, but that's made up for when. I don't remember who it is that gets that final kill then. I think it's... I think it's Ymir. Ymir, okay. Might have been Ymir. Didn't yeah, that. so, yeah. So, but anyways, all the things are dead in there. They, uh... They've got their gas back. They go up and they see that Chet is being cannibalized by the other Titans. Oh, there's this sick scene, though, where... Remember when the... <laughs> when the Swinger Titans show up? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So, like, when they first all get into the area inside, right, they're all localized in one area, which leads me leads us to think that Titans can smell people. They don't just have to see them. Yeah. So, like, a fucking Titan smashes his head through the brick wall and is looking at the people, and he pulls his head back a little bit, and you realize there's, like, a kind of a male and female-looking Titans, like, sh- like cheek-to-cheek looking in. Just smiling in at them. Which Brandon then remarked <laughs> looked like the meme of, hey, my girlfriend and I saw you from across the bar and we're really digging your vibe. <laughs> and then right before they start reaching their hand then, you just see like, oh my god, it must be on ones for animation. Like, yeah. like his the yeah, Titan's Chet's. cheek slowly shaking as Chet's fist yeah. just smacks on both. But the plan works, they get the refuel, and then, yeah, come outside... Chet is being cannibalized, and and let's see, pretty much everyone who's there, like, you know, Reiner, Boltorl, Annie, Connie, fucking Ymir, Armin, Mikasa, they're all like, we gotta get the Titans off of them, you know? Yeah, but they can't. And But Chet, Chet's arms have been ripped off, and they're not regenerating. His ribcage is exposed, oh, yeah. and he... Gets a hold of one by the nape of their neck in his mouth. It's and he swinging. uses it. He keeps swinging around and using it to kill the other Titans by beating them to death <laughs> with the Titan he's got in his mouth. Which is so good. Yeah. And then it's so good. Chet succumbs to his wounds and falls to the and falls to the ground dead. And his neck opens, steam coming out. And they see there's a person in there. Mm. And they pull him out entwined. And Mikasa pulls him out entwined in like the muscly sinews of of Chet. Aaron Yeager still alive and with his arm and his leg back. Yes. They've returned. Yeah. And, and that's where it ends. And she like listens and she can hear his heartbeat. To Boom. the beat of your drum. Bum, bum, bum. Oh, what a shame that you came here with someone. That's a good one. Yeah. 
So that is where we are now in the show. So synopsis over. <laughs> yeah. We're up to date now. So that is episodes one through eight where yeah. a lot of stuff happens. Um, a lot of crazy things. So that reveals that Aaron Aaron was a Titan. Yeah. Which is a crazy thing. And um, we're going to hopefully unpack the implications of that in the next couple of episodes. Oh, they do. Well, if they just never mentioned it again. <laughs> that was weird, guys. Yeah. What a weird thing. Yeah. Anyways. Uh, but yeah, so now that synopsis is over, we move on to our next segment. Uh, Nolan's top five anime moments. I hate anime. <laughs> I hate it. But I'm gonna <laughs> say five nice things about the batch of episodes we watched. All right, number five. So when Aaron's mom gets monched and the blood goes everywhere, it's in a slow mo stylistic way where it's clearly supposed the blood droplets are clearly supposed to be reminiscent of rose petals flying through the air. Mm. And I think that's a really cool shot. I have no idea what it means, mm. but it's cool. Yeah. So that's number five. What about number four? <laughs> How cool. Number four. Gotta give it to my gal. Potato girl. Eating that potato. Ah, uh, the, the guard scene? Yeah, the that fighters. was the drill sergeant scene, eating the potato. <laughs> that was a good anime moment. Mm. What about <clears throat> number three? <laughs> number three is gonna be Aaron Yeager dying. <laughs> I had <laughs> such joy for a brief moment where I believed it. Mm. For a brief, brief moment, I was my heart... Felt full. <laughs> Attack on Titan did what Clifford could not. <laughs> Alright, okay, so, that's so that's number three. What about um, number two? Oh, number two is clearly Chet fucking decking a head off of a guy. <laughs> that's so good. Yeah. That was a great... That was a great top five anime moments. Now on to honorable oh, no. mentions. <laughs> no, what's up? Number one. What about a top five? You know, five, four, three, two, and you're done. <laughs> <laughs> Subscribe for number one. Not joke. Um, number one's on Patreon. <laughs> number one, a Patreon exclusive. We don't have a Patreon. We don't. Not uh, yet. This might sound. That might not play well in retrospect if we ever get a Patreon. Yeah, but for now, we don't have. Don't one. see it as a. But yeah, as something. so. Number one. Number one. So I did say, I was mostly going chronological with these, but number one is actually a little farther back. Okay. Because it is just the coolest moment. Hmm. And that is the appearance of the Colossal Titan when he's lightninged into existence there. At the end of episode four? Yeah. Yeah. That it. So those are my top five... Anime, anime moments. moments. <laughs> wow. What a wacky list. Hey, Brian, I'm, I'm looking at the schedule here, and there's a part of it that you have here that we didn't discuss beforehand. Okay. What's 
Nolan, close your ears. <laughs> well, you see here, Nolan, um, this is the part of the episode specifically for people who are re-watching the series. So I'm warning you right now, folks, the things I'm about to say are going to spoil the entire anime for you. Please do not listen to this if you are not up to date on the anime. I am not going into the manga, but I have finished reading the manga to the conclusion. Again, please, please, please do not continue list or as a side thing. What for one second? Um, before we get into this, the next episode we'll go into that first. Okay, so yeah, because I want to make sure that like you can you can close this off if you're just listening for the first time. So yeah, our next episode we're gonna be staying in the world of anime, but not Attack on Titan. Mm. You'll have to wait. A couple weeks for the next Attack on Titan one. Yeah. Well, two. Uh, yeah, every other that's week. That's literally a couple. It is. <laughs> Not a throuple week. So. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but, uh, so, yeah, so. Uh, yeah, so the next one, we are going back to the Godzilla anime trilogy. Mm. Number two. We're returning to our buddy Coben. Yep. Uh, we're to watch the second in the trilogy, which. It's called City on the Edge of Battle. Yeah, City on the Edge of Battle. That's our next week episode. Uh, you can contact us at uh, kingofthecasters at gmail.com. Yep. That's kingofthecasters at gmail.com. I don't pronounce the F because I'm yeah. New England. Kingofthecasters at gmail.com. We have our Twitter at... Podzilla C. Pod, uh, no. Podzilla K-O-T-C. Podzilla K-O-T-C. I fixed the Twitter. Yeah. Uh, we are available on all platforms. Yep. Spotify. Apple Podcasts. We're actually on that now. We're finally on it. Yes. Yeah. It's all fixed now. Uh, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, host at rss.com and just kind of spread out from there. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, follow us on Twitter for updates about the episodes when they come out, but we always post on Fridays about yeah. noon every yeah. day, every week. So that's about our schedule. So that's it, folks. So again, if you have, if you are not caught up with the anime, please do not listen to this next part. It's going to ruin the show for you. Dashing through the snow. So, no one's going to be listening to that for a second. So, folks, hi, 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 rewatchers. Jesus fucking Christ, there's so much, there's so much things in these first eight episodes. I made some notes such as when Berthold says along the lines of society pushed them to be soldiers so young. He says this about like the cadets and stuff. And he says, I guess I'm not so different, though. This is way back in episode three. This is a brief moment of honesty, I think, from Birdthalt, since um, he's a warrior, and he was a young guy when he, become a, he became a ranger, or a warrior. I think it's a brief moment of honesty where he goes, shit, I was a child soldier, too. That's pretty fucked. So that happened. And then episode four, Reiner says to Annie, remember when you first came here? Kind of like, remember why you're here to Annie when she was slacking off in training. Just like a hint where at the time you're like, oh, okay, that makes sense. Like, you know, I guess they're connected. But after you know that, like, they're all fucking titans, they're all warriors, it, it's crazy. It's nuts. So, like, that happens. And then that's episode four. In episode six, Annie asks if it's time. And Reiner says, not yet. We need to let them gather first. 
So in the first wa- in the first watch through, you think that's oh, you know, that's just like uh, them saying, you know, we're gonna go attack the Titans and stuff. But no, that was them talking about when is Reiner gonna destroy the wall. So that happened, and then um, that was episode six, and my goodness. My goodness, there's so much things about the first eight episodes looking back on it. Like, there's a scene where when Aaron gets his head smacked and he has a little bandage on, he's steaming. His head is steaming because he's regenerating. That's the stuff from the first eight episodes that I've seen. Um, But Jesus Christ, I cannot... It's really funny that Nolan already does not, like, think, you know, Aaron is, like, kind of a villainy, not cool guy, considering that, like... You know how his arc's going in season four. He's going to become a fucking, like, crazed extremist terrorist dude. That's going to be a really interesting thing to see Nolan take in real time. So that's about it. Um, That was it. We'll, uh, we'll, yeah. All right, Nolan, we're done. We're done. Done. Awesome. That was all the that was all the uh, the rewatch things that you can notice on the second time through that I saw that I noticed and wrote down. So that's it. It's good that ended because I was going into copyrighted material. (laughs) (laughs) Oh no! All right. So that's it, everybody. So we'll catch you next time for Godzilla City on the Edge Edge of of Battle. battle. I hope it's better than the first one. It won't be. See you next time, baby. (laughs) See you then.